And good morning, NASCAR fans. Welcome to Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Brandon Bain here with you once again as we look back at what a crazy round one of the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. It was a fantastic round one with Richmond, Darlington, and the Bristol night race there last night. None of these races disappointed over the last three weeks and just make us even more excited to look forward into round two after the cutoff race there last night of Bristol. But before we get into the Bristol night race and all the craziness that happened there, Brandon, those first two races of the playoffs absolutely deserve our appreciation. First, you have Kyle Larson going into the last corner, absolutely sending it against Denny Hamlin. And he didn't catch anything but the wall and maybe a little bit of the back bumper of the 11, but still able to come home second. Denny Hamlin wins at Darlington for his first win of the year, punches his ticket in a round two. And then at Richmond, you have Martin Truex Jr. getting penalized off the jump, beating Denny Hamlin to the start-finish line and coming all the way back to win the race at Richmond, punch his ticket in a round two. Two JGR wins in a row there in the first two races. And as we said, neither of these races disappointed. Love the setup of this round with kind of a traditional short track throwback feel and just can't wait to talk about Bristol man but got to talk about these finishes first and these two races at Richmond and Darlington because with how good they were they no doubt deserve our appreciation oh yeah PJ I mean you know starting starting this playoff out uh you know at Darlington the Southern 500 I mean what you know very historic racetrack there again one of one of the crown jewels in NASCAR you know this is one that everybody kind of has circle on the calendar everybody wants that win on their resume and uh for a guy like Denny Hamlin that you know we watched last season come out, come away with seven wins and uh you know compete for that championship uh this year we were kind of up in arms going man when, when's he going to get this win you know he's running consistent top five top tens winning stages stage points but just not showing the dominance that he showed and uh looks like whenever the time was right and it was time to really get down to business here starting the playoffs uh, you see Denny Hamlin go out and get that win at Darlington and uh you know we we all know what Kyle Larson's capable of and what he's done this season and, and it's just kind of been a dominance performance not only by Larson uh but Hendrick as a whole so uh going in there you know you knew what uh Larson did there in the first race at, at Darlington you know coming up a little bit short um and I tell you what I think he was hungry for that win and uh you know they they called it the video game move you know on on quite a few NASCAR yeah. games you can kind of uh hit that hit that uh high wall up there and just kind of hold the gas down and kind of build a little momentum and uh, Larson kind of you know put it into effect and he he said it himself he was just wanting to get to the inside of that corner panel man and he was he was going to give it to him you know and, and take that win but uh I mean what a great race there at Darlington you know you you had a lot of guys have good runs I mean Ross Chastain absolutely tore it up there um so you know big shout out to some of those teams and then moving right into Richmond you know as you said you know Martin Truex Jr. jumps the initial start beats Denny Hamlin back to the start finish line uh, which you cannot do on that initial start, uh, you know, so he had to come through, do the pass-through penalty, got black flagged, and then comes all the way back up through the field there to come home with that win. And, uh, you know, what what a great win, not only there for JGR to show some dominance going, hey, man, here we are in the playoffs, we, we've won two races, uh, but, you know, also to win on, on that race, 
you know, being the remembrance of 9-11 um, and, you know, just how historic NASCAR is and how patriotic NASCAR is for America. So uh, what a huge win there for Martin Truex Jr., uh, you know, big emotional win. Uh, and I tell you, man, uh, coming into Bristol, you know, it was kind of a wild card past couple of races. You're going, man, JGR is killing it. I'm pretty sure I think they finished one, two, three there at Richmond. Um, let's see, it was, uh, you had uh, Truex Hamlin and then Christopher Bell, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so, you know, coming in, you know, everybody's going, man, Hendrick, Hendrick, Hendrick. And then we hit the playoffs in the first two races. Oh, man, JGR has won both of them and, and running really good. And some of the Hendrick guys were struggling. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's much more you can really ask for in, in the first two races of uh, a playoff, you know, series. I mean, those two guys, you know, we, we waited on Hamlin to win forever. And Truex, we know, uh, you know, just was kind of sitting back, taking it easy. And, and to come out and get that fourth win of the season there, second second race of the playoffs, I mean, that locks them in. That, that enabled them to, you know, try some different things at Bristol and, and kind of set their sights forward to uh, the next set of three races, which are, are going to be totally different than what we just ran. So, uh, you know, big shout-out to Hamlin, big shout-out to Truex, man, and big shout-out to NASCAR, you know. I mean, hey, man, it, it uh, looks like they're getting some things put together, and uh, I don't know if they were lying or not when they said that this 2020 season could be the best season yet. That's a very good point, for sure, and I can confirm that as well. Got to look up Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, and Christopher Bell. They're the top three at Richmond with the JGR uh, top three finishers. They've been running so well since the playoffs have started without a doubt. So JGR certainly back on the map. Denny Hamlin coming out and getting that first victory of the playoffs as well. So guys to look out for as the playoffs keep going on here in 2021 with JGR coming back on strong. But man, yeah, just want to take a minute and and just appreciate that move by Kyle Larson without a doubt there at Darlington. Just he has proved that if he is within shouting distance of the lead, he's going to do anything he can to go out and get the victory. And really appreciate that from a driver. You don't always get that. And especially with, with Kyle Larson, when he gets out of the car, he's, he's so calm, you know, kind of collected and not that excitable. I mean, a lot of times after a win, I, I'm sitting there begging for him to be more excited and more pumped after the victory, right? But when he's behind the wheel of that car, that's exactly what he is. He is excitement. He is doing anything he can to get the win. Uh, so he goes out, sends it into the corner, doesn't catch a whole lot other than the wall, but still gives the fans, I think, the racing uh, that that they deserve there coming down in the final laps at Darlington. That was just uh, so fun to see. Always is when he's going for a win. But also want to thank NASCAR, man. Just this, This round has been fantastic, and I love the way they set it up with three short tracks but different from each other, all different from each other, but a traditional kind of throwback feel. And because of that, we've had so much excitement in this round one. And of course, one of those races was last night with the cutoff race there in the Bristol night race. And we had plenty of drama that we're going to talk about here when we come back on Green White Checkered on ESPN Radio. And welcome back. It's Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Brandon Bain here with you. Also, uh, be sure to check out Rubbin' and Grubbin' every Wednesday night at 6 o'clock at Coach's Corner. Go out, get a great dinner, uh, great drinks there at Coach's Corner and entertainment. Uh, Brandon Bain will catch you up on everything you need to know. Uh, NASCAR midweek and looking forward to each weekend uh, of NASCAR racing as well. Always a great time. If you can't make it to Coach's Corner, be sure to check it out on the Coach's Corner Facebook Live feed or ESPN Radio Savannah Facebook Live feed uh, there every Wednesday night at 6 for Rubbin' and Grubbin'. But uh, Brandon what a fun, exciting, crazy race uh, we had at Bristol last night for the Bristol night race, the cutoff 
for round one. Kyle Larson comes home with the win after leading 175 laps, but man, it was not without some drama as well. In the closing laps, you had Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott getting into a little bit. Chase Elliott coming home with a flat tire, comes back out, gets in front of Kevin Harvick, kind of sideswipes him a little bit races in front of him, kind of takes his line for the rest of the race. Now, whether Kyle Larson would have won either way and gotten up and, and passed Kevin Harvick without that, who knows? We'll never know, but either way, Kyle Larson able to come up, get the pass on Harvick, win the Bristol night race, and punch his ticket in round two. Kevin Harvick did, too, with a second-place finish, but uh, Kyle Larson gets the win, and man, Bristol, the night race as a cutoff race, fantastic, action-packed, great racing all night, and Bristol, man, it never disappoints. No, never disappointing there, man. I mean, last great Coliseum, those guys go in there and they battle it out. You know, I mean, world's fastest half mile. They were turning race race times last night, not qualifying speeds, but race times, you know, uh, under 15 and a half seconds around a half mile, man. So those guys are absolutely getting it. And uh, there again, what a, what a good job by NASCAR, man. They put Bristol, this Bristol night race here as the cutoff. And as you alluded to, PJ, I mean, the first round of this playoffs, you have three night races, you know, a Sunday night race, transitional race from somewhat late afternoon tonight there at Darlington and then two Saturday night races back to back so I think that was absolutely I mean a great way to open up the playoffs and then you come into Bristol uh, and man I mean just look at all the drama that we had to watch last night there towards the end you know with Eric Armarola uh, you know having to having a busted oil line and them having to come and fix that and, and Kurt Busch having issues not being anywhere near the setup that he needed to compete at all uh, William Byron Tyler Reddick I mean all those guys Alex Bowman all those guys around the, the cutoff that 12th place spot I mean there were so many things going on it makes it so entertaining for fans uh, even if you're really not into the NASCAR to follow it that much but just to go man these guys are all battling for this one place to continue to race for this championship and uh, it did not disappoint at all which it never does so uh, yeah I mean you know there, there it's Bristol Saturday night man it, it goes without saying there's going to be some kind of drama between somebody and uh, it just so happened that it was my boy Chase Elliott and, and uh, Happy Harvick there and I tell you, uh, you know, if you go back and you watch that, I mean, they ran each other really hard racing for 15, 20 laps before that, and, and it looked to me Harvick was better in some places, and Elliott kind of stopped, you know, swapped his line up, and um, you know, kind of killed some of that momentum, which is what you do at Bristol, and uh, you know, bumping and running, I mean, hey man, that's, that's what made Bristol famous in a way, and just the excitement and the close racing, and, and the emotion that goes into it, but uh, you know, I think he ran him a little bit hard, but if, if you go back and watch it, uh, you know, Kyle Busch had a flat, uh, and came in to pit road and got got the right sides you know fixed up and he came back out when he came out he came up i think third right there behind uh larson and harvick and Elliott, and uh, when he came back on the track, he kind of raced really hard to get one of those laps back, kind of washed up right there in front of Chase Elliott, which made him check up, which kind of gave Harvick that opportunity to come to the inside, and then of course when he did, I think he dove it in there a little bit too hard, as you said, you know, maybe got a little loose, maybe not, maybe a little bit of it was frustration from running 15, 20, 25 laps side by side and, and back and forth, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, you, you got a guy in Chase Elliott that, you know, it, there again, overcame all kinds of stuff, had a, had a speeding penalty on pit road to come all the way back up through the field uh, to get that lead, to you know, laps winding down, getting ready to get a win, it looks like, um, you know, and here's Harvick, and, and I get it, Harvick's hungry, hadn't won all season, ends up making Elliott cut that tire down, um, you know, and there again, emotions are high, man, especially in a guy that, that you know, loves what he does, and Chase Elliott and is, is a competitor, you know, you never see that guy go out and run anybody dirty, he never roughs anybody up, now when we get down to the nitty gritty and that, and 
come to that checkered flag, of course, anybody will use the bumper. Anybody will do what they have to do to get that win. That's just how hard these wins are to come by in the sport. Uh, but I tell you what, man, you know, for him to go up and stand his ground to Harvick and say, hey, man, that's fine. You want to do that to me? Hey, I'm going to block you up. My teammate's going to come and get this win. I, I loved it, you know. And then afterwards, I think it spoke volumes in the fact that, you know, Elliot's the one that got out of his car without his helmet on. You know, Harvick, Harvick still had his helmet on, which I guess you can look at it in two ways. To me, it's kind of a chicken move. You know, if you're going to get out and get rowdy on somebody, man, you got you can't keep your helmet on. In, in other ways, it's smart. You know, at least if somebody swings at you, you got a helmet on. But uh, I absolutely love the fact that Chase Elliott, man, stuck up for himself. And I tell you, there's going to be a lot of wins in their future. I hope that it seems like, you know, from what we saw last night, they, they had the conversations on pit road, got a little heated, got broke up, and then they end up in, uh, you know, Elliott's holler having a conversation. So I really hope they got it figured out. It, to me, it's one of those racing deals. I hate to absolutely see Chase Elliott lose a race like that. Um, you know, but it, but it's also coming from a guy who, you know, uh, you know, has no issues doing that with Harvick. We've seen him do it before. Um, and he hasn't had a win this season. So, I mean, what that win means to him and what it means to Elliott is two different things. But, uh, yeah, so if I'm going to be mad at anybody, I'm not really mad at Harvick. I'm a little bit more upset with Kyle Busch just because of things leading up to this, PJ. Uh, you know, we, we saw it at Darlington. The man had a bad car, blames his team for it, you know, yells, cusses at his team, telling his car is a piece of junk, um, you know, pulls into the garage area, almost hits some some people in there. I mean, I'm just, I've had enough of Kyle Busch's antics as far as that goes. So I'm going to put a little bit of the blame on him, man. But uh, I tell you what, at the end of the day, Bristol is absolutely the place that it, I don't care if it's first round, second round, or third round. One of these playoff cutoff races always needs to stay at Bristol, man, because what a great, amazing race that was for NASCAR last night. Could not agree more, man, especially with that final point. Have always loved the Bristol night race, and uh, with this race having this much importance, it, it is amazing and fantastic. You're always going to have uh, guys blood boiling over a little bit throughout the race, and when you can put that much pressure on it, it makes it even better. Uh, you know, maybe we see it as the regular season cutoff race at some point. Maybe uh, we see it move rounds but still be a cutoff race. Either way, it needs to have this much importance every single year because this is the kind of racing you're going to get from Bristol either way. And then you put the pressure of the cutoff race on it and just amps it up to 11 uh, even more. But also with the Kyle Busch thing, man, can't agree with you more about that. I think what gets gets lost in Chase Elliott and Kevin Harvick is the fact that he had a big impact on how they were racing each other, and he kind of gets lost in that whole argument, right? And uh, especially, too, with the Darlington thing. Everyone uh, focuses on just initially uh, entering the pits as well and running over the cones and all that good stuff, but you also have him speeding through the actual garage stalls where the they would be, you know, parking their cars and everything like that to get to the hauler. He speeds through that. And, you know, listen, these NASCARs don't have headlights or anything like that. If someone's not paying attention walking through the garage, that, that's obviously a bad night. So, I mean, even then, back further in the garage, that's even more of a problem and, and a safety issue uh, that, that he certainly did not think about with, with the temper that he had there at Darlington. And, you know, PJ, the bad, the bad thing about it is this wasn't the first time this season um, that we've seen that from Kyle Busch. Uh, you know, we, we saw it there, you know, uh, under the frustration there. Where was that? New uh, not New Hampshire. Uh, maybe the first Richmond race. Whatever whatever race it was where it rained. <clears throat> and NASCAR probably started the race a little early and him and Truex wiped out. You know, you saw yeah, the New frustration yeah, from yeah, them yeah. there coming up behind that pace car um, and bumping that pace car. And we talked about it then. You know, these, these race cars are built with roll cages and safety features. Now, that pace car 
car is pretty much a, a factory stock Toyota Camry or whatever it may be during the week. And, and you know, caution speed anywhere between, you know, 50, 60 miles an hour. So when he came up and bumped that car, if that car would have turned into the wall, you know, that could have hurt somebody. And then, as you said, you know, here we are at Darlington. You're getting frustrated. You turn in. You run over cones. There's people carrying tires, gas cans, pieces of equipment. There's, you know, guests walking around from the pit boxes. People have headsets on. Um, I, I just figured by 36 years old and as many wins as he's had, he, he learned to be humble. Um, and then not only that, you're endangering, you know, patron safety. But on top of that, right. man, you blame your team. And, and for me, um, I just, I, you know, it, Kyle Busch is a special breed. You'll never hear me say anything about his talent. Most talented driver probably out on the track, you know, uh, top three for sure. But personality, man, I've just had enough of it. But, uh, yeah, we kind of lost that. And another thing I wanted to bring up about Bristol last night is, you know, Elliot, we got caught up in the Elliot Harvick feud. Uh, but what about that move Harvick tried to pull right there on Larson after he slid up in front of him coming yeah. down the front or back stretch? I mean, he got him loose twice uh, trying to get him spun out or wrecked, if you ask me, is what it really looked like. No, you're exactly right, and I think it was the frustration mounting over, right? The frustration of the night of what happened with Chase Elliott, and if, if you go back and look too, Kyle Larson got under him and was faster than him, but did kind of pull that slide job dirt track racer move and slid up into Harvick, so I think Harvick was already mad. That probably made him a little bit more mad, and while he had him on his bumper, he, he was going to give him a ride for sure, and uh, Kyle Larson and Kevin Harvick held on to it. I was surprised to see uh, Kevin Harvick not carry more speed into the corner after that, but I think he still got into Kyle Larson even, even after that in the next corner, but either way, Kyle Larson able to hold on to it. And I, yeah, I think it was just the frustration of everything happened with Elliott, of course, the slide job move, and the frustration of not having a win this year and battling for that win there at Bristol, doing everything he could. I'm surprised on that last lap we didn't see kind of a Kyle Larson-esque move from Kevin Harvick, uh, including on the last corner. I thought he was going to send it in and, and probably get on the side of Larson there, but uh, either way, we don't see that. and we, uh, we have Kyle Larson coming home with the victory and Kevin Harvick coming home second. So, a fun as heck race there at the Bristol Night Race and plenty of drama to look forward to uh, as we move into round two. But speaking of round two, you have Las Vegas, Talladega, and the Charlotte Roval. Three completely different race tracks we'll come back and do the same thing we did for round one we'll take a look at the four drivers who could possibly be missing the cut there at the end of round two we'll come back talk about that here on green white checkered on espn radio and welcome back it's green white checkered here on espn radio pj zuko brandon bain here with you also be sure to check out uh, brandon bain on rubbing and grubbing every wednesday night at six at coach's corner go out have yourself a great bite to eat uh, some nice drinks enjoy some great entertainment and of course rubbing and grubbing there at six with brandon bain sharing everything you need to know with midweek nascar news looking forward to the weekend every uh, weekend there in NASCAR and the Cup Series as well. So go ahead and enjoy that. If you can't make it to Coach's Corner, be sure to go and check it out on Coach's Corner's Facebook Live feed or ESPN Radio Savannah's Facebook Live feed every Wednesday night at 6 for Rubbin' and Grubbin'. But Brandon, round one is over. And with that, you have Eric Almarola, Tyler Reddick, Kurt Busch, and Michael McDowell missing the cutoff for round two. I'll tell you what, I think going into round one, those are the four you actually picked to miss uh, round two. So Great picks there. I think I was off by one, but either way, now we move into round two, and let's do the same thing. Twelve drivers, eight spots in round three up for grabs. Who are the four guys you're most worried about going into round two here? 
Yeah, I tell you, PJ, this one, this one here is a little more difficult than the first one. You know, you kind of looked at the field and and just kind of measured up, uh, you know, consistency through the season and uh, just just the way those teams were running. So you you can kind of put that in. And I tell you, it, it even came really close down between those four. I mean, like I said, that cutoff at Bristol was just, I mean, insane from everything that everybody had going on. And and for three guys kind of to miss out by you know less than four points, I mean, is just insane. So, like you said, moving into this next round, man. And you got Vega, you got a, a mile and a half, a super speedway, and then it ends at the Roval. So, you know, looking at this lineup that's coming up, uh, you know, I, I think for me, uh, I, I'm definitely going to have to throw uh, Christopher Bell in there. I think the guy's been running really good as of late. Had some trouble there late at Bristol last night uh, to kind of wreck that finish. But, I mean, was inside the top ten there towards the later end of the stages of that race and, and running good. Uh, so, um, I, I think i got to put him down there. Um, you know, I think the 24 of William Bowers, and I really don't want to put him down there. I, I really would like these Hendrick cars to make it, but I think um, unless he has some drastic changes, has some really good speed, um, we'll put him in the bottom. Uh, one that's going to kind of surprise everybody is, I tell you what, I'm going to take Harvick, and I'm going to put Harvick out uh, in these four races. Just looking at what they've done this season, um, man, I tell you, hadn't really had it together on the road courses and definitely hadn't had it together on the mile and a half consistently. Um, you know, Talladega is kind of that wild card where right place right time anybody can win that one uh but i was looking at those three races I, I don't see the four car having good enough finishes compared to the rest of the field uh and then i think the fourth guy for me is going to have to be brad keselowski uh i mean he's come on as of late um you know he's, he's had some really good runs but there again i just don't think the consistency is there he hasn't shown it uh at, at these style racetracks we we know he's run the roval good before and we know that i mean especially at talladega the man can go out and restrict your plate race um, but I, I just don't see it getting put together. So, uh, like I said, I mean, as of right now, we'll have to go Kozlowski, we'll have to go Byron, uh, we'll have to go Harvick, and we'll have to go Christopher Bell for me for my four not to make it out of this next round of the playoffs. Uh, so we'll, do, we'll just have to see what happens. And like I said, man, Talladega is kind of that wild card. Um, and we'll, we'll see who goes out and locks it down in that. But, man, I tell you what, it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting round right here as well. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like you said, going into it, it's so interesting interesting difficult to pick from these guys because they're all so competitive going into round two here uh but it, it's going to be interesting for me okay like you said i think at one point we all thought we were going to have four hendrick drivers there in the last round duking it out in phoenix and that could still certainly happen with how strong they are but just without they've been racing in the the tracks that we have here in round two i'm gonna have two of them actually missing the cut i'm gonna have william byron and Alex Bowman, who's, yes, had a solid year, too. But you got to be ultra-competitive in this round. I'm not sure if those guys are going to be able to do that. Uh, so give me William Byron, Alex Bowman possibly missing the cut here for round three. I think uh, Kevin Harvick as well. Just consistency-wise, he's pretty good at these tracks, but not as good as all the other drivers. I think uh, Talladega and, and the Roval, I mean, he could go out and win both those races, or he could go out and wreck out of both those races uh, just with how he he races at Talladega and the Charlotte Roval. So I'll have him out as well. I think the last one's going to be interesting. I'm going to differ from you on the Christopher Bell pick because I think he could go out. He could possibly win that road course race or finish in the top five, have, have a solid race there. I think the next guy to talk about is possibly Ryan Blaney and Brad Kozlowski. But I think both those guys could go out and win at Talladega very easily or have good races there and at the Roval. So 
I'm going to keep them in there too. I'm actually going to have Joey Logano missing the cut. And if you want a concrete reason, I'm, I'm not really sure why. I just think that he can be bang or bust at Talladega or a road course race. He could very well go out and win at Las Vegas, and if he does, I'll, I'll uh, put my foot in my mouth just as quickly as anybody else would and own up to that. But I think it's Joey Logano possibly being a surprise guy uh, to miss the next cut. So give me Byron, Bowman, Harvick, and Logano missing the round of eight here in a few weeks. But for Brandon Bain, I am PJ Zuko. This has been Green White Checkered on ESPN Radio every Sunday morning from 9 to 9.30. Tune in with us next week as we get set for Las Vegas. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your weekend. Stay safe. God bless.